Good afternoon and welcome to Anchor. And you can talk about anything that you want. Once again, this is your podcast for your healing, viewing, sexual, talk dirty, masturbate, drink beer, um, smoke a blunt. Anything goes at this podcast. But we all have respect for each other. My dear folks, my name is Gypsy Moon. I'm the proud owner of this um, Speaking the Truth, uh, Truth and Justice. I have been a long supporter for <coughs> justice and peace. Once again, this is your confession cathedral middle of the street paradigm between spiritual world and reality world day or night this is the confession hour with gypsy moon you can talk about anything you want sex masturbation dildos, anything that has to do with women's power, anything that has to do with human life, and whether it has to do with fighting your own demons, spreading your gospel on a mic seems a lot better than raising your gun. Spread your love around to your neighbor. Spread your love around to the smaller things that make the biggest impact on someone else's life. And this is a way for Spotify, Anchor, Podbean. Can share your testimonies of your scriptures of your true soul. Check them out. It's a good way to release stress on a mic with no vibrating dildo. There shall come a time upon my ummah, upon the people who follow me, when their prayers are not prayed correctly. And when high buildings spread in every place, when people swear in the name of Allah a lot about everything without fulfilling their oath, people curse each other a lot. Bribery and adultery prevails. People neglect the hereafter in order to buy the luxuries of this world in exchange for the hereafter. So people become materialistic. The Prophet ﷺ If you see this happening in your time, then seek refuge, seek refuge. Find a solution to get away from all of this. It's not an easy solution. But you need to stay away from all this. In one other hadith, a man said, Ya Rasulullah, what is seeking refuge? How do I seek protection? What do you mean by that? And Rasul gave an expression like this. He said, by adhering to your house and keeping your mouth shut and hold your tongue and hand from doing unlawful until death comes to you.
There's going to come a time, even worse than this one, brothers and sisters, where a person becomes so confused about what is happening in the world, so deluded by everything that they see and hear, that they're not going to know what to do and where to go and who to stand with. Except to stay away from things, even if they mean sitting at home, abstaining from all of this because there's not much they can do anymore. They want to do good, but where do they go? They want to avoid the bad, but it's all the way, all around. I heard a lot of young people say to me now, why does Islam say everything is haram, haram, haram? This is not true. Islam does not say everything is haram. But when there's so much haram around us and corruption, Islam looks like it's forbidden everything. The hadith of the Prophet all these hadiths can be found in Sahih Muslim and Bukhari, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood. These are called the six books of hadith, Numajah and Nisa'i. The Prophet is telling us prayers are not prayed correctly. People pray without really meaning to pray anymore. Their five daily salat are done in a hurry, in a rush, with neglect. Uh, no importance is taken to them. If money comes in the way, the prayer is lost. The prayer is delayed. If a boy wants to meet a girl to chat her up and it's time for salat, he'll ignore the salat. If there is something of worldly benefit to them, the salat becomes the last thing on their mind. One brother said to me once, Brother, I don't pray Jumu'ah because I work. He said, have you tried to seek time off? He said, no, because Islam says to me that I have to look after my family. The response to that is obvious. If it wasn't for Allah providing you with this family, you wouldn't have a family aslan in the beginning. When you turn away from Allah and become ungrateful to Him and rely on other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah describes this type of family like the family of the spider in the Quran. It falls apart. It's not stable. Then he said, high buildings are spread everywhere. This hadith also comes in a different manner. When Jibreel once entered, he sat as a man. And Umar ibn al-Khattab says, we saw this man enter one time. And the Prophet was sitting with us in the masjid. And this man who entered, he had a very black beard with very black hair and a very white clothing. He did not look like he was traveling because you couldn't see any dust on his clothing and none of us knew him. So who was this man? They didn't have airplanes in those days and cars to travel very quickly. And he sat to the Prophet ﷺ very respectfully. He asked him several questions. And the last of the questions he asked him was this. When is the last hour? And at every time he would say to him, you are truthful, you are truthful. They thought, how come he's asking him questions and saying that he is truthful when he's the questioner? And then he's telling him that you've said the truth. As though he is testing him. In the end he said, when is the last hour going to come? When's the world going to end? And he said, the questioner who is asking me, or the person you are asking, is no more knowledgeable about its hour, about its time than the questioner. Meaning you and I don't know. I don't know any better than you. So we asked him, what are its signs? Some of its signs, when it comes close. And he mentioned two things, very important. When the mother, servant of Allah, is one meaning, it's probably the most likely meaning. When the mother gives birth to her daughter or son, 
And this daughter becomes like a boss, a master over her, as if her mother is a slave. In another hadith, Rasul said, When the always for myself, first is always a reminder to myself what I'm in need of. But inshallah, with their mother, without their mother, nothing is possible, and that with their mother, everything is achievable, inshallah. Allah is rahmah and mercy. With Nazar of Sayyidina Muhammad upon us. Allah Shaykh always reminding that you have to struggle for peace. Peace is not something that just comes to us. That many times when you talk about peace with people, they think that it's just a state of being and that if you want it, you're in it. And Sufism, tariqah comes and teaches us that that's not the case. That everything around us is constantly agitating and aggravating and disorienting us. And true inner peace is movement towards the Divine Presence. And by nature of how the game in this world is played, if you move towards Divine Presence, means you move towards the light, definitely no peace. And from Prophet's hadith, Hadith and Nabi that there is no ease for the believer in dunya. Means that there is a constant struggle, a constant fight within ourselves to attain peace. Salam. That Islam is a state of peace that Allah wants for us, and Muhammad Shaykh reminding that it is a constant struggle. That for us, the analogy and the understanding is that this world is in a storm, and everything around the world is constantly in a storm, a tornado, everything is so chaotic. And when we go out into it, we find ourselves getting blown around, thrown around, all sorts of difficulties, all sorts of expenses and bills and, and jobs and everything that this dunya is meant as a testing. Very few people are completely satisfied. No matter what they think they want, they go after it, more aggravation. The bigger the business, the bigger the money, the bigger and faster they fall means it never ends and by its nature it's meant to aggravate. And the seekers of reality, they are inspired by the Divine Presence that get out of the storm, get out of this difficulty and this storm is blowing you away and many people die within that state. But they are completely lost into the material world bouncing and they always teach by analogy so we can visual picture, they say the picture is worth a thousand words. When they teach by analogy you pick up the picture that they're saying that this life is like a tornado and most people are walking on the street being bounced around from tree to tree. As this tornado comes it hits and hits you from one place you have a temporary ease, you're leaning on something, the wind comes again and knocks you onto something else. 
the seeker of reality he is moving towards that reality, moving towards that blessing, they are inspired within their heart that I don't want to be in the storm no more, Ya Rabbi. This, this storm is killing me. Most people will perish in that state and very few are inspired not to die in that state. That Allah says, I see your state. And those souls that are granted that state of salam and peace, as if Allah is inviting you, seek refuge. Get out of that storm. So the whole concept of Auzu Billahi Min Shaitan is that Ya Rabbi, I'm seeking refuge from this storm and all its confusion and then moving towards your rahmah, your mercy, your mercy in this world and your infinite majestic rahmah and compassion in the hereafter. Then they begin to just go within the cave, seek refuge in the cave, seek a shelter away from this storm. So then Tariqa comes and reminds us that every step of the way is going to be a struggle. Every step in that cave is not going to be an easy way. It's if you're in a cave and there's a storm coming, the door is constantly being agitated. Means many different difficulties are constantly hitting through that cave to push us out or aggravate us to test us because we're trying to lock ourselves within that reality. And they begin to teach us that as this cave or this storm is all about and all around us, you have to go within your heart. The concept of tafakkur and meditation and contemplation and salah and praying and zikr, everything is meant for us to go inside. But you're not going to find any peace above ground. Everything and more above ground is bond. Go down or deep into the cave. That's why you're seeing them do that in the physical Above ground, they're slaughtering each other. Go deep into the cave means go within yourself, your only sense of peace. You will find me, the Divine Presence, prophetic teaching. You will find the Divine Presence when you go within the heart. So then they remind us that as we are seekers going within the heart, then they're going to train us. The Divine is going to train and say that everything around you is going to be an aggravation. That's what we call testing. That if in a state of ease, you're able to meditate and connect your heart, that's nice, but that's not real life. Real life doesn't play itself out nice and peaceful. So the Divine is saying it's a storm, it's tribulations and trials. If you don't meditate and understand in that state, you will never achieve a sense of peace. Peace is something you have to fight and struggle for. Like everything blowing away and you're just trying to tie yourself into the house, you're trying to tie the door so that the wind doesn't blow it out, then the, the 
Storm hits the window and the glass goes flying and still you're here struggling to keep your peace, your sanity. And then they remind that everything is in agitation because the Divine is training us. That as soon as you feel a sense of peace, I'm going to send a stronger wind because I want you to go deeper. If you find a sense of contentment that, oh look, I found a nice place, I'm standing by this tree. Divine says, no, you haven't reached what I want you to reach. Let's blow a little bit harder. Then the intensity of the wind comes and says, this tree is not enough. I have to go deeper within my reality. Means it's the divine love that's teaching, come deeper, deeper, come deeper into that marifa so that you can find your safety. Then they teach us that everything around us is meant to aggravate us. Because our dunya understanding is it aggravates me, I'm therefore needing. Okay, but then you didn't achieve anything. You're always trying to find the peace in the material world. You try to leave the testing. You try to leave that which aggravates you. You try to find a sense of ease and peace in this material world. And Allah says, it's all what you need if shaitan plays with you and gives you a sense of peace and says, come to Las Vegas, you'll be happy, that's a very limited time. And then you will be obliterated under those conditions. Those people who moved there, they lost their entire life to gambling. It's that which seems peaceful to us if we only moved in that direction, we would find peace. They might say, no, no, nothing on this material world will give you that peace. The peace that you're looking for, we are looking for, your deed. And I'm going to keep agitating everything around you because yet you are not going deep enough. And they begin to teach you that when you come on tariq and come on a path, then everything is meant to agitate. Everything is meant to aggravate. The association is meant to bother. The noise and destruction, all of that is it. Manipulation from the Divine teaching that if you're not able to meditate and contemplate and isolate in this condition, what are you going to do when the world flips up and down? You're going to lose yourself and run down the street screaming and crying? Then you didn't achieve any safety. You didn't unlock any of these realities. Then you see only Allah and their training that they themselves on unbelievable conditions. For now they're talking about Cyprus, how Grandshaykh allows infliction and suffering and torment upon his physicality because these are the masters of khalwa that Anjuman means they are always in a khalwa and they're always in the presence of people. It means you see their face and they've trained themselves to go within themselves. They're able to lock off every form of agitation and always move towards Divine Presence. And every sadness that comes, it's a moment for them to go deeper into their meditation. Many people, if sadness and difficulty comes, they can't pray anymore. They can't go for zikr anymore, they can't do anything, they are completely upset. <clears throat> they're lost to the storm. They're just blowing around from tree to tree, thinking that if I do like this, God's going to listen to me. 
and says, no, you're just going to get pounded on every tree that that wind blows you on. But does it submit to us? We have to submit to him. So he's teaching the first step, seek refuge. Go in your heart, go in your reality, begin your contemplation, and then know that everything going to be in agitation. And every agitation, stay with it. If it aggravates you, keep doing and keep accompanying, keep that understanding, because it's a test for you to go deeper within the heart. Every time the noise aggravates you, then it means that you have to go deeper. You have to go deeper within yourself so you don't hear them yelling, that you don't hear the complaints, you don't hear the sounds. You don't feel the aggravation. They're reminding me for myself that even through physical sickness and physical torment, through all sorts of different things that may be coming, that the master of our way is the imam of the way, is leading us and teaching us. My physical being is being tormented right now. This is the Mamanashev when they're giving him a system of, of oxygen was so old and so polluted that he was struggling to breathe. And they were arguing that let's bring more modern equipment on this island, let's do all these things. And the Sultan and Olya submitted that if it's going to suffer, then stuff And you can't even think like that. But unbelievable level of submission, unbelievable allowing of difficulty upon their physicalities, of torment the people who bother them and agitate them. Every circumstance around them agitates their being so that they can go deeper into their reality. And as much as you give to the hawa, to the desire, as much as you give to the physicality, then the spirituality is lost. The teaching that as much as you allow circumstances as much as you submit to that which aggravates you, submit to the condition in which your Lord has put you in, go deep into your heart because Allah wants that relationship. That I created this aggravation so that you would come and see me inside your heart. Not that I give you relief to the aggravation and again you go running out into the garden. It's every aggravation, every difficulty, everything that is bothering us is meant, us, meant for us to go deep into our hearts. And there we'll find our Lord waiting for us. And like a father, a mother, a loved one saying, where have you been? I'm waiting for you. And have so many lights and gifts to bless you with. Move and run towards me and I will support you. Only at that time when that energy, that light and that blessing begins to dress us, then they say that difficulties will be lifted. But in reality, if Allah's Wajal opens that divinely light, you don't need the difficulties to be lifted. You find your peace in whatever condition your Lord puts you in. But when we don't have that love and we don't have that relationship, all we have is the thorn, means the rose is symbolic of our path. The rose trying to get to the flower, 
And the flower is the essence of all fragrance. The rose is the essence, is the sultan of all flowers. The essence of the rose is the king, the sultan of all essences. So Divine saying that if you are in that essence and moving in that light, you won't care if we chop you up, if anything happened to you, you are in my ecstasy. But as long as you're outside of that, all you feel are the thorns. Because life is just aggravating, it's agitating, it's constantly disrupting 